Hello, and welcome to Confidently Wrong, a show by regular dudes talking with confidence about content we have no right to speak about with any kind of authority, but do it anyway. I'm Wesley Nakamura, and as always, I'm joined by award-winning director Brian Redondo and Savan Jones, aka Captain Bonnie. This is episode 84, and we're talking this week about what we're loving. I'm not even sure how to describe this show. You're just going to have to listen and find out how nuts it gets. I'm confident that it's going to be the best show you've ever listened to, and well, hey, if it's not, you can always ask us for a refund. Welcome back. It's another week, another Confidently Wrong. I'm so excited. We got Savan, we got Brian. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? I'm good. Awesome. We're doing what we're loving this week. <laughs> I like that quiet sensational. That's good. <laughs> that's, that's very much your vibe. Sensational. It's now, like we said, it's now an ASMR podcast, uh, part-time. So when should we put in the what we're loving drop? I think I forgot to do. Oh, no, we didn't do a what we're loving last time, so I didn't get to put it in. It's like, what we're loving. I think that's what uh, Yeah, with the little applause. Yeah. Shout out to Dario. Yeah. That's Wait, is that what job. it sounds like? Something oh, my like God. That. I haven't heard it in a long time. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. We haven't done a, a what we're loving. I think maybe last time we did, I think I forgot to put in the drop. Anyways, that's not important. <laughs> People don't care about that. I care what they about do that. care about is what we're loving this week. And so guys, I have a, it's, it's not a typical one. Like normally we talk about a show or a game or some kind of like, you know, thing or entertainment value. But Brian, do you remember when I told you about how I played the last of us two and you were just like, Oh my God, I can't believe you did it that way. Oh my goodness. You went, (laughs) you basically thought of every level as a perfect square. Yeah. went up and down each like subdivision of that square like, Wait, like a aisles in a grocery like a Roomba, like a Roomba. Yes, like a Roomba. that's exactly how he approached it he's that's like my- i'm going to open every drawer in this line then i'm going to turn around and go down the next line and open every drawer i wanted all the materials because and it kept running like- out i wanted to what make are- things what, what is the point it? of playing hyper realistic games if you're just going to be hyper-realistic obsessive... This stupid game only gave me one bullet for every level. What it was? Oh, my God. Stupid-ass game. Okay. But that, so that gives you a sense of, like, how my mindset gets sometimes. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the greatest thing. I'm so, I don't think I missed a single, a single material in, like, the first, like, seven levels of that game. I think how towards the end... How long did it take you to play that game? Like... It, 80 hours? It took a really long time. You guys were like done with it. And I was like, I'm still playing. I'm still finding more bullets. This might, this is also probably why I haven't finished Horizon Forbidden West. I told you guys last, last game I hadn't finished yet. I'm like basically one mission away from finishing. And I'm just like, you know, there's, there's a few unfinished side quests that I haven't done yet. And like, there's some, you know, like machines I haven't taken down. I, my, uh, what is the, the notebook in that game called? I don't, I don't really know what it's called. The bestiary you know, a, a uh, thing where you're like, trying to fill out the Wikipedia in the right. game. There's, there's like one more, there's one more question mark, I think for animals, for the robot animals that I haven't gotten. And I don't know what it is and where it's to the find the final it. boss. You ass. 
yeah. Well, maybe geez. there's two. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is the final one. I no, don't know. I'm telling you. Oh, okay. The, as someone who's finished the game, that's what it is. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I've just been wondering, like, you You've know. You've sabotaged how, your how, own gameplay. <laughs> how many more things do I need to get? You know, I want to I want. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I haven't done all the side quests yet. So I'm like, oh, should I do some of those errands? Like, I haven't cleared out all the things. Anyways, so I get into this, like, like obsessive fucking behavior right like this is a thing that i do when i play video games but like sometimes it bleeds into real life and it's been happening lately so isn't it the other way around (laughs) yeah right like i don't know i'm obsessive in real life and sometimes i do that behavior in game even though i'm not supposed to yeah like that would make more sense uh, all right keep going keep, continue Brian, this is you great know me. Like, this is in, golden i don't know am i am i obsessive in real life over everything i don't feel like no i mean well what's funny about you wes is that like I'm late for back the most general. part when when people meet you they're like oh wes is just really chill yeah that is a chill <laughs> effing dude yeah. with his naruto jacket and super <laughs> saiyan hair yeah and they're like man that dude is chill and then and then he's a Roomba in The Last of Us? <laughs> like, how do you even negotiate those two things? The duality know. of man. This is, it's, it's not a good thing. But it's been bleeding into real life. So let me give you two examples that I'm actually excited for. And it's stupid. Oof. So we moved into this new house. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks. And it's it's great. The house is doing awesome. Humble flex. And we, we went and bought a lawnmower, which... I'm not actually that excited for. So we've done the lawn oh, mowing. Dad achievement unlocked. Yeah, and it's it's cool actually. It's it's battery powered, so it's not very loud. Uh, it doesn't have any emissions. You don't have to deal the whole like the the starter cord thing, you know. And there's no gas. There's no oil. You don't get to do any of that shit. You just plug in the battery, and it and it goes. How are you supposed to get ripped? You're, you're supposed not, to like I, look good while you're mowing the lawn <laughs> with your pecs out. Yeah, oh, I man, that's like taking you... baloney uh, pecs on. No, I'll be on, having you know. That's when you put your tank top or you give the towel around your head. Keep it, you know. You, that's yeah. when you like if you gonna thirst trap. It's when you you know cut the, exactly. cut the grass. You got the shorts okay. on. But here's Let the, the thing neighbors is, know. Yeah, it's it's hard to be obsessive about it. I mean, we don't have very much lawn, so it's not you just can't do it like super good like good job with it. I mean, it's it just it's not super possible. Um, it's just part of the maneuverability of the lawnmower. It's not. It's not a thing, and it's literally we just don't have that much grass for it. But what you can get obsessive about, and what I have unfortunately been getting obsessive about, but I kind of love it, is pulling out the grass that is not matching the other grass. And when you walk around in our small patches of grass, there is grass that has like fat blades. That does not belong, and it grows much quicker than the other type of grass that we got that is most of our grass. I think it's Bermuda is the normal type of grass that we got. But we got this, like, other invasive alien type of grass that grows really fast, and it starts to look like mini corn, and I don't want it in there because I'm like, this is a brand new house. And, like, there's only 10, you know, sprigs of this new grass, and I'm like, I could just pull those out, and then keep the grass pristine. Like, if it was all over and it was, like, everywhere, I wouldn't bother, right, because there's no point. But because there's like 10 pieces, I'm like, I could just pull those out and I pull it out and you pull out by the root. Right. And when you get it by the root, you're like, oh, that's really cool. It's kind of like getting a, you know, when you squeeze out a pimple and you get the whole thing and you're like, oh, that's amazing. Like that's Very what satisfying. It, it's like that. Right. You're like, oh, I got this thing. The problem is it's not just 10. I keep finding more. So, you know, every few days I go out there and I pull out another like 10, you know, of these weeds, but they're not weeds. They're grass. Like I could literally just leave it and it would look fine because it's some kind of species of grass and so 
when you go out in oh our backyard God. right now, you're just finding pieces of grass that I've pulled out and then just left there because I figured it'll just buy, you know decompose or whatever. And then great. And so every few days I keep doing this. And I know that I shouldn't because it's a stupid pursuit and it's just going to like, eventually it'll take over. I'll get like too busy or I'll forget or I'll lose interest and then the grass will come back. So like, why am Wes, I doing why are you why are you the grass Nazi over here? Why are you committing grass genocide <laughs> trying to no. keep uniformity amongst your grass? What the heck, man? I don't know, but it's because it's like brand new. It, like the the grass that is there is very nice. I've never had like really nice grass. So I'm like, well, let me just try and keep it nice as long as oh, possible. My. We bought this expensive ass house. Let's West. try and keep it. Wes, you're in your Hank Hill. You're in your Hank Hill era right now. <laughs> just, I'm just imagining like viewers. I hope some of y'all back home are are are, uh, are fans of King of the Hill, especially because Wes lives in Texas, which makes it even better. <laughs> Isn't that also so, in Austin? It takes place in no, nah, it takes place in Ireland, which is like okay. not even a real Never place. Mind. But okay. it's probably like Arlington. Maybe, but the point is, I just imagine Wes just waking up and just, oh, it's a good morning. I'm just going to put a fake Texas accent on right, Wes. <laughs> and then he just walks out, just the camera zooms in, dramatic music to the crabgrass. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> in fact, there is a 100% episode of King of the Hill about there being like an anthill or crabgrass on his lawn. And it's like a, he's freaking Emergency out the way situation. He's freaking out the way you're freaking out. And so to see you just go full Hank Hill, like Wes, you, you like you're becoming it's an old so, man. Yeah, but it's so satisfying when you actually like pull the piece of grass out that that doesn't belong, quote unquote, doesn't belong. Um, okay, but there's one now more thing that's that a doing. good grass pull. <laughs> there's there's this other thing that like there's I'm committing more? to doing this weekend, which seems also obsessive. So seems my my wife's car the the it's like a fairly new car it's like 2017 well i guess it's five years old it's a little switch um and the the paint is that's a switch (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that's the connection i made so this mario karting everywhere her her paint it's like a little bit rough to the touch like the car looks great it's fine it's it's totally good if anybody saw it that wasn't like a car nut they would just be like that paint looks great like what's the problem right but i've noticed in the past like three or four months i'm like oh it's just like kind of like gritty and i'm like well you know, it's still a nice car. We're still going to keep it probably for another five years, at least at minimum. Like I want the paint to look good and last and, you know, be good, um, you know, and whatever. And it be shiny. I don't know why I like, you know, if a car can look shiny, like great. But I've, I haven't wanted to pay for a, like a professional car de- detailing, like, you know, thing. Cause they're like 300, four, I don't know, multiple hundreds of dollars. And like, I don't really want to pay for that. I don't know if we got money like for that. So I was like, okay, let me figure out like what I could do to, fix this in some way so what you have to do is you have to wash the car first of all right which makes sense but washing the car doesn't make the paint like smooth again or make it good again what you have to do is you have to get something called a clay bar i don't know what that is exactly it's not even really made of clay and the one i got that i got recommended i like reached out to a couple of people who do this and like they were like oh they recommended something that wasn't even a clay bar it was it's like a rag with like a special like surface on it and so you you have to like water the car while you're doing this process where you're like wiping in like small circles or something and it seems like you're gonna damage it because you're like just scratching your car basically but (laughs) <laughs> this are you clay- getting punked by car companies maybe but this cl- this clay bar situation is supposed to like take out the 
the imperfections that are like embedded in the paint, like the grit that I'm feeling, it's supposed to be able to like lift it out somehow. Like it sticks to it and then it like pulls it out of the paint. Kind of like a Biore strip. If you imagine a Biore strip for your nose, <laughs> but like for a car, that's that's kind of the idea I think that's going on here. I've never done it before. I'm like gonna try it this weekend. And but you gotta like do it enough that like it takes out the stuff. And then after that, you gotta like put on a wax or or a polish, I'm not sure, something like that. This process is going to take, like, in my head, I'm now thinking, like, this process is going to take, like, hours. And, and Don't you have a baby to raise? And, yeah, and and I could be doing that. And I have a lot of work to do, but, like, I'm Don't kind of excited. Teach the children? Like, the, if I do this well, and if it works, the end result is this paint could be, like, go from, like, gritty and not cool, and it's going to be, like, super soft and super shiny and, like, hydrophobic feeling, like, you know, like, brand new, clear coat. So the car is going to go from being a very usable car... <laughs> To being a very usable car, but shiny, <laughs> but in a and way, slick. in a brand, but in a shiny way that only like you it, notice specifically when you look at it closely and touch it. Is yes. it a Maserati, Wes? No, it's a Toyota. Oh my so god! It's a twenty-seven. You're doing all this with a twenty-seventeen Toyota. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm not hating. Like, I just want to repeat this back <laughs> so you can hear it out loud. Doesn't it feel like the obsessive behavior of my video game playing has? also manifested in my do real you life to take adderall or something like oh my god well, like i'm kind of excited like what if it works maybe he actually needs acid or something you need to chill out man <laughs> last weekend last weekend i i added wax to my car and it made it kind of smoother and that was kind of nice this week like i would like brush up against i like ooh, it's soft again so i don't I know you need well, some CBD oil or yeah, something, bro. Geez, like, you like, you de-stress <laughs> by stressing out. Like, yo, that's there's not, something like, very wrong. I'm man. concerned, pal. Like, like, yo, what? Well, if, hotline I for wish you to call. I wish I could have seen me and Brian's face this entire time. <laughs> I think we had the same just blank expression of just, just this WTF. man is serious. <laughs> this man, yeah. this man really. That's the best part. You, this is not a front. This is not a character. You really mean this shit. I'm, I'm kind of excited. And if it doesn't work, then I won't ever do it again. And that's fine. But I'm going to try it. And I'm kind of excited about it. And I did, like I said, I did my car last week. And that was that was kind of cool. My car is brand new. So I didn't have to do the the, the, the in-between step, the clay bar step. That actually I think is going to be the hard part. But this seems to be the biggest lever, guys. So if I'm onto something, I'll let you know next I week. I think what you're onto is <laughs> something detrimental to your health um and you should bleed back into video games that, that's what i think you need to go play stardew valley and unpacking and just you know ocd to your heart's content and leave it there you need a drug but i don't know what the drug is <laughs> and every drug is just like i don't think this would help <laughs> i don't know like if there's any anesthesia drugs that like maybe that <laughs> <laughs> just knock me out <laughs> put this man on like get this man some rest <laughs> <laughs> oh right. Wes bro well, never change homie <laughs> never so, change that's that's my what I'm loving this week is being obsessive about <laughs> real yeah. life things that yeah, I don't how the hell are we supposed to guess I think you'll know I'm like there's no way we would have been <laughs> yeah. able to infer this where the hell this <laughs> yeah. is gonna go yeah pre-show Wes is like yeah I think you can <laughs> See where I'm getting at in these notes. Like, nope. <laughs> we were trying to debate going who's there. gonna go first, like West, because I want to know what the hell this man's talking about. <laughs> it was absolutely worth. <laughs> um, and shout out to welcome to Wrexham, Brian. Maybe you can mention that too. It's 
It's a fun show. Wow, hard turn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Savan, what are you loving this week? <laughs> good God. So, again, we're talking about the duality of people and all that good stuff. Wes is talking about all his OCD to real life. I don't know what the hell to even describe that whole story was. But <laughs> for me, it's uh, the new NBA 2K. So, as many people have known for years, I've been saying maybe the last three 2Ks I bought ago, man, it's the last 2K I'm getting. Because I can't of, believe, yeah, I can't believe you broke your own word yeah. on this. And so, you know, uh, well, look, here's the thing, because I kind of like to think I stuck to my word for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> You said you weren't going to go back. Well, so I'm, on, so I'm just, so I'm, you know, okay, sitting think at, about that. I'm at the crib chilling, not buying 2K, not playing it. I'm texting my brother. He, has, he you know, and uh, he just FaceTimes me. We're just talking on the phone. And he's saying, hey, man, you got the new 2K yet? I'm like, nah, I'm not about to get it this year. They, you know, they're on that bull. I've said on the pa- on this show in the past how 2K has become, you know, especially for the mode I like to play, more predatory in their practices, make it harder to get the currency you need to rank your character up. Pretty much damn it's the near. Damon Targaryen of games. They just want no. you to buy. Yeah, right? and it's just like, to the point, it's not even like, a, oh, if you do the grind part slower, but you can still be good. It's not on your character's pretty unusable until you get a big chunk that like i said has gotten worse over the years so i'm like i'm not getting it my brother and i talking but all the other modes are great that don't involve that so he ends up like ah, i might get it whatever we talk he and he, he he bought the game he's talking about it we hang up next day he venmos me 50 bucks and it's just like yo here's some of the 50 bucks to help get 2k oh okay yeah so each of my brother just shout out to a benefactor yeah shout out to my brother miss havisham blake Blake jones uh not definitely i don't even know if he knows that your patron podcast but he is yeah he's the real mvp friend of the show blake yeah friend yeah friend of the family he's my favorite slash only brother but uh (laughs) (laughs) still got that 2k money yeah but uh (laughs) some of that 2k money so i downloaded it and also we're gonna play online because all the other modes don't have that like predatory nonsense attached to it and so yeah so i've been playing 2k last night and i was playing this morning a little bit too and it's it's, it's fun it's good it's fun i mean what are the updates this year i mean it's it's it, you know what it's very it's always simil- the same right but this isn't, and this is not the same as fighting games and other sequels i think sports games are still pretty bad about having to do annual releases although i understand why it happens but i will say like just the gameplay and everything it's good it's slick it's tight it's realistic you know uh i'm doing the gm mode which is what i prefer to play where you just become you're the gm of a team and you can manage the team and you know it lets me this is my OCD compulsion game, Wes, where I just learned all the details of the of the collective bargaining agreement for the NBA contracts trade. I take a oh, team, no. I try to make them profitable, but also I'm playing games too. Like I'm still playing games, but you know, management you do the, sim. Yeah, but <laughs> good but, lord. But, so I'm managing. So you know, right now I'm in that phase where I just put I'll put like a podcast on or like actual music I'm listening to, and then I'll just like okay, do all the settings. Not even I did the settings last oh night, God. but now it's the messing with the coaching staff. Like, all right, do I want a new coach? Do I want a new assistant coach? And they've made the games deeper where like your training staff can have like four different people who do different things that have different benefits. Oh my God. So that oh just like all you while you have to all while you have to manage the set. Like there's like a no. you know, your team's profit influences what your collective set, you know, your profit is and how much money you have to work with. So 
you have a budget you have to set for like your department. So it's like, all right, how much money do I want to throw at my coaching department? Because that'll decide no my, how many you, trainers you as I a can Pelicans hire. Fan and me as a Lakers fan, we are constantly thinking about that stuff for for real life for the teams that we're actually fans of. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's fun in the game because now no. I get to do the stuff that I think they should do. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Do they eat? Do they even like start having real? coaching assistants appear in this game or real trainers like no like they're the all Lakers generated actual trainers are in there no they're all gen- no they're all they're like lethal computer. shooter is he in there no they're all computer generated people like penberthy i think they, they i think they make cameos in the game in like the actual story mode stuff nice. but point is despite all the nonsense with the career mode that's all just like pay to win predatory nonsense i like disparage it i'm not going to touch that mode the actual game is still really good you know if like this, the coaching sets are complex. They have entire deep playbooks. If you're really into basketball, you can really decide, yo, what kind of offense do I want to run? Do I want to just spam high pick and roll all day? Do I want to just play off ball and set up plays for Zion or so-and-so? Do I want to, you know, rotation stuff? The game's so deeply customizable that if you're someone like me who wants to do fancy management stuff, you can turn that on or off. If you want to just hoop like my brother does, he just sets his game to, you know, the 2000s era in the LeBron year of 0302 made his own creative player, put him on a team, did a fantasy draft with all the best players in NBA history, and not every team is just stacked with stars, and he just plays on the highest difficulty against, you know, every great NBA. Like, you can do that kind of stuff. Oh, my God. So it's it, like pure fantasy. It is pure. You can do. You can change every rule. You can do play-in tournament. You can do no seeding for the playoffs or no conference-based seeding. So... The good thing is that all of these modes aren't locked behind any of the just pay-to-win nonsense. It's purely customizable. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's only, So you it's, can get that content. You can get that content right out. Like, that's what I'm messing with now. I won't have to do anything because it's not tied to the online mode where your career character is who you use online. So there's an incentive for if that's the PvP mode, you know. It's incentivized for it to be a grind and make it be pay-to-win. Pay, pay but you could still make your own character in a different mode upload them you have to play so much in the my career mode yeah it's it's no get your character to like not just suck yeah and i've been playing since 2k15 i've watched it get worse over the last like eight years like i remember in 15 16 you just might have to put you have to play a little bit but you'll get your dude ranked up reasonably i watched it get to the point like oh okay so it's unusable unless you just get the deluxe edition with yeah so don't in that sense, for that people who are considering getting the game, don't do it. But if you're just looking for a good basketball sim, I always say the actual gameplay and mechanics and stuff are top tier. Like I so my guy I passes like, like eight. I made a guy who yeah. passes like Jason Williams. Now I was, I was playing earlier today, oh, and nice. I'm just throwing Jason Williams passes, and I'm just in my chair like, oh, this is. The this elbow is, pass? Is, you got the elbow pass? Uh, I haven't done the elbow pass yet, but oh, behind the back, just, but someone and then someone just like the little pose, like you know, you're throwing doing a little little pose right when you're doing it, just all white that. chocolate, yeah, like <laughs> doing the white chocolate passes. So the presentation is still great, and so it's still a you know the Jabberwockies are the halftime team, so they're just dancing doing their little Jabberwocky <laughs> routine. Can you manage the Jabberwockies? That's what <laughs> I, I want to know. I wish. Can no. you add dancers? Okay, no. add Shaq. No, you can do all that. So the game is still really fun and yeah again shout out to my brother blake so i'm not gonna play that trash predatory mode but him and i are definitely gonna still do our own league and play against each other and so it's interesting you like cut off win. basically half of the game i don't know i don't even know what yeah, percentage like but like the, the core game you you just the story completely mode part amputated 
It sucks you're, because you're playing everything else around it. Yeah, but everything else around it is still good if you're not trying to jump through the hoops of a mode that's ultimately meant for you to be online. So I would recommend that for most people. Interesting. Because, you know, these other modes, you can customize the difficulty in a way where 2K is hard, you know, like straight up. Like 2K is not an easy game. The other modes let you customize it to where you could be, know nothing about basketball, I've never played, and be able to at least have a good time. The career mode is a certain level of because it's balanced for people to play against each other online. Yeah, like, you're not good. You're just gonna get curb stomped. That's it's a just, competitive scene. Yeah, it's just yeah. not. Yeah, it's not fun. But and yeah, two K is hard. You gotta learn how to read defenses and know. Oh, are they switching like basketball is complicated. And yeah, <clears throat> I, I just you, need NBA Jam mode. That's that's all I need. Yeah, you can customize the the sliders and stuff to the point where if you want to just run to the thing and press square and dunk every time you can, you just. <laughs> Which, that's you know, what I'm like, about. But I think that's good if that's what you want. That's not what I want, but it's just something for everybody. I don't know if this is just a me problem. Savan, you can tell me if this is just a me problem. But when, I, when I've when i played in the past, part of the things I struggled with was like, I can see like what needs to happen. And I'll hit my, I'll like say like character pass, but the, the built-in AI for my character doesn't pass to where like I think the pass needs to go. And like, it's not very good at like reading my mind. Even if I'm like pointing in that direction, sometimes it'll still like, <laughs> make the pass it's like oh this guy's more open so it'll pass to like somebody on the side and i'm like no like there's no second defender like that guy has the ball it's a quick drop step whatever you you, you You either have to you either have to icon pass where you press like one of the shoulder buttons and then you can press the specific button for the player it takes so long and then it's done you know like that 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 window that i think is there is like now Mm -hmm. gone and this i mean they added a feature shit into the backcourt and stuff like that like i mean come on guys so i mean there's a bunch of stuff they factor in right like first of all and this is something my brother and I talk about all the time. Just because you press the button doesn't mean that that's what the player can efficiently do in that moment in the context yeah. of the game. Like, okay, just because you say pass don't mean they're going to throw a perfect pinpoint pass at so-and-so. There's a million other factors. Like, maybe they have slow hands, you know? <laughs> yeah. If it's DeAndre Jordan with the ball, that's different than if it's Chris Ball with the ball trying to do the exact same pass, right? But also, there's a skip pass button that they recently added. Some of it is you just got to play the game and get comfortable yeah. and get a feel for it, but... And it's all said and done. Trying to control five people on a court in a fast-paced game, it's just never going to be easy. It's frustrating. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's that's what I mean. Like, it's unforgiving. Like, there's, no matter what difficulty is on, sometimes it's just split-second moments of like, oh, you didn't see that was happening? Cool. Just got dunked on. Yeah. I mean, also, just like the defensive characters don't move real well. I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird because you want it to be like, player input only but at the same time i want it to be like smarter in terms of like handling things that like i can't physically handle with a controller <laughs> but you have I to mean, know the controls yeah. and know the limitations of what the character themselves can do right. it doesn't matter how good your defense is right. if deandre jordan trying to go out in the perimeter like whatever you want him to do he's not going to do <laughs> but that's true in real life too yeah um yeah. is he even on a team right now no <sighs> thank god no He's Bad. just dangling oh, in free agency. But, yeah, one thing but I'll Drummond say... Drummond is still on a team. Oh, God. They're both awful. <laughs> yeah. They're both just awful. One thing I'll say, though, as like someone who... Uh, nine former Lakers not in the uh, NBA right yeah, now. Yeah, as someone who... Yeah, because I'm going to leave y'all alone. <laughs> as someone who thinks it's funny to watch people who like NFL football get worked up, and as someone who watches basketball and doesn't really get worked up, because I like to watch it very just, I enjoy the game, Man, 2K will absolutely get me worked up. Yeah. Like, if anything goes not in my favor, I'm just like, yo, F this game to some bull. These refs cheating. I don't know what it is about this game that brings out the angry caveman goblin side of me, but it's uh, 
I, I get it. I have to leave my NFL fans alone when they're getting hyped up on NFL Sundays. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I was playing 2K and I was guarding stuff. Just like Wait, that. so just so I can gauge this, more likely for you to break a TV with your controller, NBA 2K or Smash Brothers? Oh, I'm never going to break anything with Smash. And first of all, I'm not a break stuff rager in general with games. Controls are expensive. Just I'm the a- game off. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, like I get I, mad. I just put it I'm, down ever so gently on the couch and walk away. Yeah, like if I'm really just getting cooked, I'm like, I'm just gonna do a different activity with my time. Like it's, that's easy. I'm like, oh, we're just getting cooked, cooked, cool. I'm just gonna do something else. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna rage. I, I don't rage quit. I don't rage quit. I calm quit. I'm like, cool. I'll do something. So you could rage wax the car, Savon. That's always an option. Stop. Rage Biore strip the car. <laughs> no, but. uh that being said, it would never happen in Smash. Like in in two K, I'm more likely to be the he one on the receiving end of getting cooked. In Smash, at least with people who I know, I'm pretty confident. Like, <laughs> wow, wow, like, hey, it's the opposite it thing. Just never happens. Hey, my entire time playing two K was me just getting beat. Okay, so I I'm, I'm humbled in two K because I never had a chance to be on top. <laughs> Smash, I got to smell the peaks. I get to. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be cocky. What do those peaks smell like? It smells like a room of you and a bunch of your friends talking shit. <laughs> and it's like 8 MS deep, so probably not good. <laughs> that sounds like body odor. Yeah, it's like B.O. and salt. Ooh. But that peak yeah. is named after Savan now. It's called Mount Jones. So, you know, it's all good. <sighs> yep, it's also the sweet stench of greatness and victory. <laughs> Brian, what have you been loving Yuck. this week? Um, so... <laughs> Uh, b- before I, I take us to what I'm truly loving this week, I just want to shout out, welcome to Wrexham, because Wes wanted me to. Thanks. The fun real life version of Ted Lasso. I like it way more than Ted Lasso. Nice. Um, I also want to shout out Reservation Dogs season two. I haven't been keeping up. Is it good? Might be, might be like one of the best shows on TV. I think. It's, I need to go back to it. Season two is better than season one. More confident. Yeah, it's it's up there. It's like that in Atlanta feel to me like really close for you know pinnacle television right now. But I wanted Both to throw on Hulu. See, Hulu should have won our uh, our, I our mean, streaming wars. There's a reason why I said it was you know sleeper best a long time ago. <laughs> but whatever. All right, keep going. Uh, I want to throw a left turn because uh, <laughs> we we never do left turns on this show. <laughs> uh, we actually have never really talked about music ever, I don't think. And this week, I went to a concert for the first time in a long time at the Apollo Theater, historic Apollo Theater, Harlem, New York, where the legendary band Red Hot Chili Peppers played for the first time ever. That's not who I would have expected to be playing at the Apollo. No, it is not. (laughs) I definitely saw some Instagram comments that were like... Well, that's the wrong melanin <laughs> uh, at that show. <laughs> and But you know what? Like the Chili Peppers, I don't listen. Okay, so I don't listen to a lot of rock music. I don't listen to a lot of white boy music, to be honest with you. <laughs> but the Chili Peppers, oh my God. They, they are just effing amazing. They bring it like every time they get on stage. These guys are literally, literally on the verge of turning age 60 like, like all of them i thought they're in their 40s but they i mean 
they probably look a little more like they're in their forties. No, 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 no. Actually, that that's not true. They look like they're in their sixties. <laughs> Flea looks like he could be on a coin. Like his face looks like he'd be on a coin. I, I'm, I'm stealing that from another writer. I, I saw a music writer type that. I, I just had to mention. That. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, but but he jumps around on stage like he's Teenager he's still. like a fifteen year old nice. on drugs. Like he he's that dude's got hops. He's Might like be on drugs. He's slapping the bass and he's he's doing high jumps all over the stage with the back of his heels touching his ass. Like that's how he's jumping on stage. Anthony Kiedis is doing it too. They were they just like really really bring it on their stage show, and I just want to give props to them because you know after that show like I hadn't even. Th- thought about the chili peppers in a long time i hadn't listened to a lot of their music even though they came out with an album earlier this year but after that show i was just so hyped up that the following next day i basically did not do any work and spent all my time on youtube listening to every favorite track of mine across all their albums that spans decades. They That's how you know it was a good show. Made good albums since the eighties and and every decade after that. So that's eighties, nineties, aughts, twenty tens, twenty twenties. That's five decades of albums, and they're they're all high quality, just like really, hmm. really good music. They know how to make songs. Flea is always bringing the heat with his incredible, infectious bass lines, and then you got. John Prushante, who's adding amazing uh, uh, lead guitar action. Anthony Kiedis doing his like crazy weird like poetry rap, but sometimes oh, crap. singing. Wait, Prushante? Yeah, Prushante. I used back. to work with his niece. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, keep going. Is, Sorry, is I forgot. She, is she is she an oddball? Uh, she is, but she's also adopted Korean. Oh, also, yeah. Also unexpected. Yeah. Also unexpected. That's crazy. Okay, keep going. Sorry. So, I forgot about that, that they were related. Um, yeah, so he, I mean, John Fushante has left the band multiple times uh, to deal with various drug addictions, but he keeps coming back. And every time he comes back, the Chili Peppers just put out more heat. Like, And suddenly they're reinvigorated. And you can tell by their by their shows, like they're doing a... They're doing a whole tour this year where they've just been hitting up football stadium after football stadium um, and selling out. If you like look at the tickets, they're like like three hundred bucks or whatever for a ticket to one of these shows. And then you're just gonna then you get there and there's just like a speck in the distance, <laughs> yeah, right on the horizon. But the Apollo is much smaller, essentially. So, but the Apollo is a very intimate place. And shout out to my sister for hooking it up with free tickets. Um, in the orchestra, Ooh, so wow. you know, I was, right I was there. seeing, I was Nose seeing hairs. pectorals. Uh, pectorals. You know, I, you know, I was, I was like Anthony Kiedis, you're on the age of sixty, but why are you cut, my friend? <laughs> that dude is juicing. He's on um, that Frank Thomas, uh, you know, extra, extra testosterone protein. Yeah, Mike Bibby diet. Yeah, Mike Bibby <laughs> yeah, diet. But but the size of his forehead looks the same. So like, I, I think that's good. So like somehow, somehow, he, you know, he's, okay, he's okay. still slim. Four features. Um, so, you know, they, they rock out, but you know, just like thinking about the very fact that these guys have not really missed a step and have put out quality music for five decades. 
is is something I you know I want to give props to. I want to give them their flowers where it's due. But it also makes me think about how we're like we're in this age where there are there are other artists doing similar things. Like I want to call out Nas as well. Nas put out two albums last year. He's got another album coming this year. He won his first Grammy two years ago. But this guy has also been putting out heat every single decade for like 40 years. Yep, like, I'm with you, bro. Nas is dude, one of my first like favorite oh my rappers, God. bro. I'm a huge Nas He's fan. Don't get me started. Top three top two mc like oh my god like nas nas life is good was good crazy life is good is amazing king's disease one king's the disease two speaking of like good sequels king's disease two is even better magic was amazing he put out a track this year with uh primo him and dj premiere collaborating again and that was like straight fire he's gonna have another album with hit boy coming out king's disease three like this is, this is unheard of. Like artists just like still like it's not even about them being in their prime, but basically them evolving their craft over decades and decades of artistry. Mm-hmm. And I think that like that is that is something unusual. Right. I, like you hear about kind of like, I don't know, Grateful Dead or Rolling Stones still doing tours, but they're essentially just replaying their same hits from 50 years ago. But these guys are creating new hits, right? There's they're still evolving mm-hmm. their craft, right? And so you got Nas doing that. You also got Black Thought from the Roots, who put mm-hmm. out Fire this year. Hit him in a Danger Mouse have a record called Cheat Codes that came out. I think it was probably one of the best rap albums of the year. Um, and you know, Black Thought is somebody. He's he's probably maybe the best example of this because he's actually gotten noticeably better. Now he's like way he clearly, better. Now. He clearly practices and works at his craft. Oh, like it's not absolutely. just like like he doesn't like I mean, you know for the money, but like it's clearly like a no. I also care about being better at this thing that I'm known for. Yeah, he's not just like dropping a random verse here and there just because like he can. Like he, this dude, you can tell he's going back and studying text. He's studying rap verses, practicing them. Like, I know he's done a whole show where he just does Big Daddy Kane. Mm -hmm. He did that like 10 years ago or something like that. And then so now he's coming back doing his own stuff, working with a different producer, which I think also brings something out of him. And and just like he's just miles and miles away better than when he first came out in the 90s. Like, that's just that's just real. Mm -hmm. People just get better Um, at rapping. And and so, like, you know, these old these are old heads like these guys, (laughs) these guys are i mean they're aarp ready like <laughs> they're on the verge of getting discounts at movies the chili peppers already are uh these other guys on that precipice mcdonald's but, senior coffee oh god <laughs> yeah they got showing up for grandparents day at school <laughs> i oh, mean that's been happened yeah for they, all of them they yeah yeah oh uh, for sure maybe mm-hmm. great grandparents in some mm-hmm. cases chili peppers i could definitely see that Oh, Brian, uh, one thing I'll say to all that is it's particularly fun to see it happen, at least for me, with rap music and hip hop, because that, especially in the context of a lot of contemporary music, is a much younger genre. Yeah, and so exactly. you don't have like, you know, there's a lot of people who made like rock music and stuff who are legit, like old, old. And, you know, there's musicians like, you know, even what, Elton John, like Paul that's plenty McCartney. Of, yeah, yeah. Who, like, been, you know, they're older. 
but it's interesting to see hip hop and rap, which, you know, even for some of the OGs, that was like the eighties, nineties see like, all right, cool. Now we're really starting to see what the long game looks like for hip hop and rap. And I don't know if it's something about the genre or what it is, but it's, it gives the artists a lot of room to evolve or to not evolve too, but it's, it really does let you separate the wheat from the chaff in terms of like, Hey, the truly great ones evolve their game and stay relevant and reinvent themselves as need be. And yeah, watching Nas go from making, you know, Illmatic to music about being a dad and parent and talk about like just old man stuff regularly. I'm like, yo, this is good for you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like he's his, I mean, he still does talk about some of the, the, the same content, right. He still does like, you know, sort of like the street, uh, narratives and whatever but as you said he is also adding to it like you know about you know parenting about dealing with old man problems like having too much money uh also like having you know he talks about having gout right like which is what king's disease is uh or you know king's disease is the uh the nickname for having gout right and so like he's adding more dimensions to his craft and i think the genre like hip hop as a genre is just maturing, right? Like we, you know, we're like 50 years removed almost uh, from its founding in the seventies. And, and yes, it's, it's still a young person's game. It's so nice to see the pioneers really maintain the craft and actually provide this compass for everybody else. Like, Oh no, you don't have to burn out after, you know, a few hits in one era, you can continue to grow and express yourself within the art form. And remember that it is an art form and not just, you know, uh, you know, cultural content, pop creation, whatever. Uh, You can express yourself in the art form and continue to elevate the game all around. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, another good decade maybe multiple decades of some of these artists mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like hear them start singing and rapping about some geriatric stuff. <laughs> this hip hop have it. rap has like a legit Yoga. older audience. Now that audience is mature, you know, like, even yeah. like Jadakiss had an album that came out a couple of years ago. Oh, Jadakiss. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you Pusha know, T came out mm-hmm. with a new album. Well, this year. Granted, granted, Pusha T has he's not a little younger. Changed, like, he's well, not even age. Pusha T has not, he, he's gotten better he's at changed. rapping. <laughs> he has not changed his subject matter. But like, is RZA still putting stuff out? I mean, uh, yeah, he would also I mean, be sort of in that older. Occasionally, he's but, not making as much noise though. I yeah, think. like but, it, like when he puts something out, it doesn't feel like a moment that a lot of the rest of the hip hop community is like yeah. really paying attention to. Well, the way and like other genres though, part of this is affected by folks passing away, right? Like to have a long career, you have to have your group stay together. But like a tribe well, called yeah, Quest, usually, right? Like one of those guys has passed away. They also hated each other for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that you know, that's like usually that's what happens, right? Outcast like the money no gets in together. the way. Yeah. Money gets in the way. People like Outcast could still be putting out stuff if they were well, together, but people well, die. Out- yeah, yeah, but Outcast, uh, you know, but it's different for each person, right? Like Andre just didn't like being in the spotlight and Big Boy actively I think he's a great example too of I know like Big Boy's solo career has been extremely underrated. Like I think all of his solo albums have been like some of my favorite hip hop works, like Sir Lucius Leftfoot, all time great album. So there's, there's actually I think a better track record than we realize. I think for some of us, we just forget, it's easy to forget because we grew up to it. 
But I think when you talk to younger fans, I think it becomes more obvious of like, oh, they don't listen to any of these artists, which is yeah. fine. But it just means that now we have legit like hip hop used to be the counterculture. But now, OK, you got 56 year olds who grew up to hip hop, too. It's kind of gone into the direction of rock has gone, right? Where you got like the dad rock and classic rock. I was like, hey, we're, we're solidly with that in rap music. Like there's right, solidly so, old man rap now, or old people rap. <laughs> old people rap. <laughs> Grown adult it's, rap. It's oldies. It's going to be on K-Earth 101 in California. Wait, so if you... Okay, so teach me something, because I'm not as involved in, in any type of music, right? You guys know I like Ed Sheeran and pop music. And, oh, my know. God. I can't uh, believe you yeah. just yeah, admitted to that. <laughs> yeah, you I'm don't familiar, get it. I'm just... I'm familiar, but not... You know, I'm not, I'm not into it, into it. So, like, is there anybody who's today or maybe just just in the past you know 10 years or whatever who you think would have a shot to now be on that same mount rushmore of like longevity and greatness that like you're talking about for for these other artists like nas so um you know is someone like kanye going to be still producing music in 20 years in the future and it's still going to be great is jay-z still going to be still making really good music is I don't know who else we could put on that list. Um, I would argue that Jay-Z stopped making really good music a while ago. Yeah, maybe. Um, but uh, in terms of the younger generation... Like Drake, 444, you know, 444 was like one of his greatest albums, period. Like I think 444 fits exactly into the conversation we had about mature albums that are introspective. And, you know, regardless of whether you're a huge Jay-Z it. fan... I don't love it. I'm not a big Jay Z fan anyway. So I think I'm, he I'm still belongs in the. Con- I think he belongs in the conversation, even if you're not a fan of him. Like I think he's put out. My quest to your question. I think he's put out enough music through enough eras, and still at least been remotely relevant to where you gotta give props. Yeah, because he'd be at like three decades now, right? Album. He's like late oh, 90s. He's four. He's four decades. Yeah. You yeah, think yeah. he was into? Mid, he was in the mid nineties. Oh yeah, too, yeah, yeah. Okay, he was yeah, like nineties, yeah. nineties, aughts, tens. I mean, he's he's just slightly younger than Nas in terms okay. of like how long they've been on the scene. Yeah, but I think for this famous the younger generation, um, hands down, is Kendrick Lamar. Like mm-hmm. he's he's built he's built to last, right? Yeah. This guy has it's not high high like. He's been Cisco. making music for like 13 years now. I mean, he's been making I mean, music he's, for like 13 plus years at this point. Like, I mean, uh, almost every album he's made is a classic, instant classic. And then, and, and I mean, it's just the way, it's about how he approaches the craft, mm. right? You can tell that this guy is really in it for the culture. Yeah. Uh, he, he puts a lot of effort into not just his raps, but also how he creates songs and albums. Mm-hmm. And so I think a guy like that, you know, who's, who's clearly, you know, just like a huge brain, essentially, right? In the way that Nas is, like, he's going to have things to say for the rest of his life mm-hmm. um, and going to have that desire to keep creating, I imagine. Like, yeah, I, I don't think he's the type of person to be satisfied by, you know, I got all my hits, I got a Grammy, I'm good. Uh, he's going to keep doing it for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he's definitely in that vein. J. Cole's, um, I think J. Cole's in that conversation. I think, again, this is one of those, and you know, maybe this is some of my generation bleeding in too, but you, you're starting to a lot, like people, being relevant for 10 years plus is hard. I don't think people realize yeah. how hard that is. So even artists who came out when I was like in the beginning of college in you know, 2011 or so, people have fallen off. And some people like Kendrick Lamar, when he really burst onto the scene, have solidified their status, you know? I think artists like Lil Wayne belong in that conversation, even if the quality of music you can say is debatable. The amount of eras that that man made music same, right? 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 
2020s when is he still going to be around and i do in think he gets better making good music i mean yeah i mean lil wayne is still great on a feature verse like you put lil wayne on a verse like i've listened to enough lil wayne to know he can still rap but also he like he's he's done it all like he's there's nothing left for him to do so you're not really probably going to get a super introspective album because he's just put out such an absurd catalog mm-hmm. but you know, for me, you get in that conversation when, you know, when rappers say, hey, you were my favorite, you were my inspiration growing up type stuff, you, you're in that conversation. Like Kendrick Lamar say, hey, Wayne was my favorite rapper. There's lots of, it's 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 fun. Lil Wayne, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, even Kanye was, I think his music is falling off, but I think his still production and impact on the culture through the decades, you can't ignore it. Like, Not about who you like, it's about, you know, as much as I'm not a huge fan, Drake has to be in that conversation. Just from the sheer volume uh, of music. I hate Drake so I'm not much. A, I'm not a big Drake fan, but look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The dude knows how to make appealing, fun music, and also, the dude got bars. <laughs> like, when Drake <laughs> decides, all right, I'm about to drop a fire 16, he could kill somebody on their track. Like, <laughs> it's easy to meme him, but he's self-aware, knows how to play the funny part and silly stuff, make the love songs. Like, Drake not going nowhere. You got to put him in that conversation, too. Yeah, I wonder about Kanye. Like, Kanye he, also self-sabotaging I mean, his, with his behavior. Yeah, yeah. But. I mean, he's like the Kyrie of music. Oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. So, like, so much talent, but he just, like, gets in his own way. He might as well be like Plexico Burris and shoot himself in yeah. the foot. Like, like I, that's why I, I actually don't know about his longevity because, yeah. I mean, like, his own life and ego might get in the way. It's very chaotic. Yeah, but you do you got it. Do people forget all your favorite Jay Z and Nas tracks from like the '90s? That was Kanye producing that. Like, oh yeah, that was oh, Kanye. Like, let's not forget the Neptunes, right? Pharrell yeah. has also been the architect for a lot of these tracks from mm-hmm. then till now. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, a lot of the greats also they do behind the scenes work. Like it's easy to think, oh, do they have hits? I'm like, hey, Kanye is the reason a bunch of people's greatest hits were so popular. Like all the Jay Z big Jay Z tracks. I'm like, I promise you, Kanye did that beat. And that's a big part of why this album was successful. Yeah, but we but also will he also, put out we, anything on his own. Oh no, his, like, his, again, his like we, personal music is yeah, falling off a cliff. Like, yeah, but also like we that. let who we like get in the way of who's still an all-time great. Like, I don't like Kyrie. You can't pretend like that man ain't an absolute baller and wouldn't still just isn't <laughs> one of the best basketball players of all time. Like, you don't gotta like him, but you gotta respect him. You know, yeah. can't well, knock the hustle. Absolutely. But that's the thing, right? Like, if you're not available. Then you don't have that launch. The, the part we're talking about is longevity, right? Not like peak greatness, but Damn, that longevity part. Like, will it be there for either one of these guys? Like, longevity? Yeah. It's longevity? Longevity? longevity is the word. It's okay, Wes. <laughs> don't use that in a classroom. You're going to mess your kids up. <laughs> yeah, that's really helping you with the kids. You're just setting them up to get, to get barbed later. <laughs> what did I say? We're just not even on. It's okay. Longevity? Longevity. Hmm. Okay. Longevity. Longevity does sound better. You're right. All right. Um, thanks for the correction. So should we wrap up there? Anything else that we're loving? Go watch Welcome to Wrexham. Oh, yeah. I was saying in 2K. So good. Feel good. The Sun's about to, start, about to start putting that work on Phoenix now. F. Robert Sarver. That's all. That shit's horrible. I read that in 2K, you can actually change like the history of of some of these basketball teams so like mm-hmm. like you can have it so that the kings never move to sacramento yeah maybe you can, you can have it teams. so the suns never had sarver is that possible you can change the owners of the team or the, the governors of the team but they make them fictionalized versions of the actual ones so it's not going to say robert sarver but i'm still just going to replace it because it's meant to be a robert sarver stand 
Yeah. Or I'm just gonna nerf. Or I'm just gonna nerf his stats and make him just like the actually probably already has trash stats. I don't know. <laughs> they they committed to making their workplace better, so it's on them now to do it. Because uh, it sounds like it was a trash fucking place to work um, for a long time. Once the once the I mean some of the endorsement people are already like, hey yo, you know one of the minority owners already called for his resignation. People with PayPal, one of their sponsors said, we ain't gonna renew your contract if y'all still. So hopefully this is like a bad PR, cost them money, and then that's what gets them out because. Mm. You know, nothing moves mountains. Like, hey, you can't, you can't yep. f up the money. You're gonna be horrible. Don't be horrible in a way that costs us money. <laughs> You're like, not wrong. dang. You're not wrong. All right. Well, we'll keep, we'll be keeping track on all our shows. I mean, there's just a thousand freaking shows going on right now that we're trying to, trying to keep up on. It's just impossible to do. Um, but we're doing our the best. Movies are gonna start coming out. Oh Damn. my god. Oh right. god. Well, uh, pretty soon we should be able to wrap up. She Hulk will start approaching its end. Harley Quinn just approached their end, so we'll we'll talk about that on an upcoming show. I don't even know what else. We we probably got to revisit uh, House of the Dragons, of Power, Andor, House of Dragons. Yeah, so we got we got all kinds of things we got to talk about coming up, and I'm excited for Andor for sure. I'm not even lo- I'm doing a savant. I'm not even looking at any more trailers. I saw the first one a few months ago. I'm done. I'm I'm committed to the show, so I don't even need to see anything else that's coming out. Abbott Elementary season two coming out oh, this yeah. upcoming week. Oh, so super! For that. Shout out to Quincy Brunson for the <laughs> was the uh, what's the TV award Emmy? Yeah, she got Emmys. an Emmy for yeah. the Ooh, Emmy. The, Emmy? the other teacher, the more oh, experienced yeah. teacher, yeah, who plays Barbara. Yeah. Oh, I forgot her name. Oh, uh, her her uh, her speech, her acceptance speech. She sang a hymn, like woo. Damn, that's saying a hymn. Yeah, yeah. She can. I know she's like. A she singer. was like in character. No, when she, she accepted her award. No, I think that's Cheryl she Lee is. Ralph. Yeah, yeah. Go she check can it out. Sing in real life, like that's just like she. I think she's just a. She's just you know she's she's a vet. She got that pedigree. She's been. Oh in man, she got a powerful voice. I didn't know she had a singing voice. True I guess she, to this, she not comes new from to like this. a Broadway like stage background too, so she can sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she just went up there and she didn't do a speech. She just sang. That was pretty yeah. good. I was like, oh damn, that's unusual, but very 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 powerful um hell stuff yeah there. all right y'all we gotta go this is what we're loving have a good one see you later guys bye you're welcome <laughs> thanks